Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters and your host, I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we have another great show for you today. We are sitting here with Dan Winter of Toward Harmony Qigong and Tai Chi Studio right here in Northampton. So welcome, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Of course. And you are a return visitor. This is your second time on the show. Yeah. The, the first interview was so intellectually stimulating and really, really cool. So um, decided to have you back to talk about uh, summer and anxiety. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we were getting set up uh, for the show and kind of talking about some of the things, we were talking about anxiety and how much anxiety we're having talking about anxiety because <laughs> it's something that has affected your life and it's something Definitely. that that brought me really strongly into my own career path um you know kind of falling into reiki so uh yeah so it's kind of a loaded it's a really loaded conversation for sure i um walking in here i was thinking wow i'm glad i'm so much less anxious than the last time i came on the show yeah now that i've done it <laughs> once before yeah um, well and it's like the there's anxiety that comes with not knowing what you're about to get into. Definitely. You know? Yeah. So sometimes things just kind of fade away on their own because you're like, oh, it's the the anticipation of something brand new. Right. You know, that excitement that's kind of a little unsettling. Yeah. That's kind of normal. Uh, yeah, I think that's natural and normal and it's always going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's anxiety that doesn't go away or that's out of proportion to whatever it is you're worrying about so um and when you say out of proportion what what do you mean by out of proportion that's a good question right i guess like what is normal but um i think uh like we were just talking about right if it's your first time going on the radio you're going to be anxious and that's normal but if you're so anxious that you don't show up or mm. <laughs> right, uh, maybe can't get comfortable and uh, do your thing, right? That might be out of proportion. Or um, like when you have anxiety that you know prevents you from doing well at work or uh, having healthy relationships, right? We all have probably have anxiety starting a new job or starting a new relationship, but at some point. Uh, it needs to fade for us to be healthy doing what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So in your own kind of dealings of anxiety, well, how did, how did anxiety start uh, cropping up for you in your personal life? That's a, yeah. If you don't mind me being too nosy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've had some anxiety ever since I was a little kid, you know? I don't, I think it was always there. Uh, I think some people are more prone to anxiety than others, right? You think like certain body types or certain constitutions? I've heard theories about that, but I don't think I've observed enough to to confirm for okay. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but definitely, yeah, constitutionally, I think it's a thing. And right from a Chinese medicine perspective, we uh, or the five element theory, right? We're all made up of these different elements. So um, nobody is perfectly balanced. 
So there are going to be some constitutions that are more prone to getting out of whack in certain ways, right? Um, I can definitely say that uh, I've had some chronic illness, and that definitely increased my anxiety. And that's something that I've heard from a lot of people uh, at the school teaching Tai Chi and Qigong. Um, at one point, I was asking people, you know, what, why do you keep coming back? What is it about this that's been really helpful to you? And we got lots of different answers, but one theme that kept coming up is that it helped not just with the symptoms of maybe whatever illness somebody had, but the anxiety around it. You know, you get a diagnosis, uh, your life may change a lot because of the symptoms you're experiencing, you're, you're worried about what's going to happen in the future, is it going to get better, is it going to get worse? Um, so that's a big trigger for anxiety for people, uh, and that was definitely the case for me. Hmm. So how did, I remember during our last interview, and if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Dan Winter of Toward Harmony, Qigong and Tai Chi uh, Studio. And I remember the last time that we chatted, um, you had talked about how Tai Chi and Qigong was such a uh, influential practice in supporting your back health. Yeah. How, how, did, how did this kind of work start supporting your anxiety? Yeah, so uh, first, that was my focus, is like trying to get my back healthier, which I had a lot of anxiety about. Right. <laughs> you know? Because right. like, I was like in my mid-20s. I had a lot of back pain. It was making it hard to work, uh, hard to like enjoy, you know, doing fun things, right? Um, and uh, so, but after some time doing Qigong and Tai Chi, the pain started to go away, and I started my back was in pretty good shape. And then I asked myself, why am I still doing this? Right. Mm. And, um, and like, I think most people who kind of get into a health practice because they're motivated by pain or something like that, the pain starts to go away and then you get a little lazy maybe. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then I started to notice like, Oh, what's different when I practice or when I don't. And, um, and I noticed that it was helping with anxiety. Mm. Uh, which is something I, it also helped me kind of identify when I was being affected by anxiety. It was sort of there, but I wasn't as aware of it. And, you know, doing Qigong, one of the big aspects of Qigong is feeling what's going on inside yourself, right inside your body, but also inside your mind, what's happening for you emotionally. So uh, doing those practices that helped me build internal awareness made me much more aware of uh, when I was feeling anxious and also what I could do about it. And for people who are listening who might not be as familiar with Qigong, can you just give us a, a quick, just a quick, what is Qigong? Qigong uh, refers to uh, Chinese exercises that work with your qi or your life energy. So Qigong really just means energy work or energy skill. Ah. It's a very broad category. There are thousands of different types of Qigong for different purposes too. Like uh, most people know about the health practices, but there are also Qigong practices for martial arts that help to develop develop uh, power and strength. And there are Qigong practices for the mind to help develop intellectual capacities. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's all types of Qigong, so. I've seen medical Qigong. Right, yeah, which usually refers, I think, to um, when one person is using qigong techniques on another person to help them heal hmm. but sometimes it's used just to mean like a qigong practice you do yourself to help with a medical condition 
Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So it's kind of this broad stroke definition of ways to use your energy, like as an energy skill. Right. Um, And it ranges from like complex movement practices like Tai Chi to uh, simple standing or sitting exercises, could be just breathing. Um, A big category of Qigong is standing and postures, as we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. Right. So... uh, so that there's a big variety out there. Yeah, that's really cool. And so in Tai Chi, uh, what, it, what is Tai Chi? Because tai, your studio, Toward right. Harmony in Northampton, focuses on both Qigong and Tai, and tai chi. chi. And Tai Chi uh, originated as a martial art that came from three roots, which are Qigong, Taoist meditation, and Kung Fu, Chinese martial arts. So uh, martial artists started to use those Qigong techniques to condition their bodies and also to develop a style of martial arts that's based on softness, soft, circular, flowing movements. So it's not using strength against strength, right? As, as a martial artist using Tai Chi, you don't ever resist uh, something coming into you, a strike or whatever, a push. You go with it and then use your opponent's momentum. So hmm, Such a metaphor for life. Right, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons that Tai Chi can really help to le- you to learn to do that, not just in a physical context, right, but uh, throughout life. So Tai Chi has a lot of the health benefits of Qigong because the Qigong principles are all in there, but the movements come from martial arts forms. Mm. And Tai Chi, from my understanding as well, is a little bit more structured. Uh, is that true? Again, because Qigong is such a broad category, you know, it depends. But yeah, Tai Chi is more... Uh, it's like a smaller category of things. Okay. There are Qigong practices that are similar to Tai Chi. They're long, flowing sequences of movements. But then there are types of Qigong that, yeah, are, are less structured and very freeform. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so when we're talking about anxiety from this energetic perspective, what is... What would, and, you know, I, I totally hear you when you kind of say, like, you know, Qigong is this sort of larger, you know, these larger systems and these larger styles of moving energy. What, when we're looking at anxiety through these lenses, what is happening to the body when anxiety is going through us and when we're experiencing anxiety? So the biggest thing from an energetic perspective is energy rising in the body, or at least from, from our perspective, right, of Qigong and, and Tai Chi and traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, a lot of energy rising through the body and not being balanced by a downward flow of energy. So we have these different energetic currents in our body, right? Uh, And those are two big ones, up and down. And uh, if you think about anxiety, it's often a feeling of being in your head, right? It involves a lot of thinking. Anxiety is, you could kind of characterize it uh, as like, comparing outcomes, worrying about the future, Mm. right? Loops of thoughts, things like that. Um, And so that's a symptom of lots of energy rising up and getting stuck in your head and not coming back down. Okay. Uh, And I think another big common feeling in anxiety is like a rising or pressure in your chest, Mm. which is another symptom of energy rising in the body. Um, And... This, so, it is, so it's rising and getting stuck. Rising and getting stuck, yeah. So you could think of it as like, so the downward current normally would balance that out. But if there's a lot more energy rising than sinking, either because the downward current is not as strong or because there are blockages, um, then 
that won't be balanced out and it just keeps coming up and getting stuck up here. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense in a weird kind of way <laughs> when you're thinking about sort of theory. Yeah. I, I like that. Well, so another thing you can think about with the, the rising energy is the rising energy is associated with the heart, right? And anxiety is the, uh, the heart is the organ that's sort of associated with anxiety. When the heart is healthy and balanced and smooth, the energy of the heart is love and mm. joy and all of that great stuff. Um, but when it gets out of balance, then you can get anxiety because the heart, and I'm not an expert on Chinese medicine, so this is sort of, uh, I'm talking the basics here, but the heart is also associated with the fire element. Mm. And if you think about fire, um, it rises very quickly. Yes. And it can jump around. So that's like that quality of the mind of anxiety where your mind is jumping from one possibility to another and so forth. Um, a very active thing. And the downward current is the soothing, nourishing, healing current. So the downward currents, the, the energy that you want to cultivate most if you were trying to heal from an illness or something like that, but also to soothe the mind and soothe the heart. And, you know, as when we're talking about, you know, healing and soothing an illness, I, I really do feel like anxiety is an illness of our generation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm 37 and I feel like anxiety is is more of a buzzword now than when I was growing up. I don't feel like I identified my own anxiety as much as I do now, re kind of recognizing it because I worked with it for so long with other people. But, you know, my, my friends always had it so much worse. Yeah. You know, they were having severe anxiety, panic attacks. They were dealing with it with a lot of alcohol. They were dealing with it in other kind of destructive ways. Yeah. Or just running away from social, like literally just disappearing in the middle of like group hangouts or something like that, like really destructive ways of dealing with anxiety. And so I was like, I don't have anxiety, like they have anxiety. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's been my experience too. I've always known people who had it much worse. So uh, I, and I didn't really start to identify until I started to get into this stuff. And, and you're you know. like, wait a second, <laughs> I'm starting to recognize these feelings in myself. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's even much more than, you know, it's it's funny because it's like on one hand, I feel like, you know, the generation of folks who are in their 20s now and in their teens now, it's so much stronger for them. But all the resources like meditation and Tai Chi and Qigong and Reiki and all these things are so much more available to them, That's too. True. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting balance. Um, but I really do consider anxiety, you know, it's it's a you know, it's, it's an, it's more than an imbalance. It's, I, you know, can say it's a disease or, yeah. um, you know, it's right. like an injury of the mind or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, totally our generation or this, this generation that's coming up, um, has it worse because, you know, like we all hear about all the time with social media and just the culture is so it's that jumping around from one thing to another and comparing ourselves and all that, you know, it's just intensified. Yeah. Yeah. And they can, I feel like one of the really cool things about, you know, folks who are a little bit younger is they can just soak up so much more information. So it's extra important to be able to filter yes. and to be able to know where your mind is going and be able to direct it. Right. And to be aware of like how it's affecting you. So I was recently talking to uh, someone, a mom who does Qigong, and she said she's been teaching her kids 
Sun Qigong, and they have to earn their screen time <laughs> by doing Qigong afterwards to cool. help reset their energy and like teaching them to, you know, be aware of how is this affecting your energy? Where is your energy right now? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a cool mom. Right. Or yeah. a clever mom, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Kids might not think it's cool yet, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's another way that, you know, so one way that Qigong can really help with anxiety is, is strengthening that downward current. And, um, but another way is just being aware of what your energy is doing. If you're starting to feel those symptoms of energy rising, what can you do to help balance that out? Which might be, might not be Qigong at all. It might be like, oh, I don't want to be in this situation or it might be, um, you know, I should get more sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, uh, the I basics. haven't eaten all day. Maybe I should do that. Things like that. Yeah. But also, um, at Toward Harmony, we really focus in the beginning on bringing that energy down, learning to sink your energy to relax your body. And that the sinking of your chi is really associated with relaxing the whole body. You know, and, and anxiety, another physical symptom of anxiety is muscular tension and tension in the body. Um, so just learning to notice when your body's getting tense and then consciously relax. Uh, and, and that's has a cumulative effect too, right? Like there are Qigong practices you could use if you're just feeling really anxious to help you calm down in the moment. But that cumulative effect of having a regular practice can start to lower your baseline level of tension and anxiety so that when there's a spike, it's not as intense. We are, we've been chatting about anxiety and, you know, this sort of upward and downward currents um, and how that kind of all rolls in and affects uh, energetically how that is affecting us, um, you know, kind of just taking a different viewpoint of how we understand that from maybe a medical perspective or a psychological perspective. Um, so we're, we're trying to kind of give people a lot of different ideas about how they can manage this thing that really affects all of us, whether it's a short thing that's happening in the moment because it's something new and unexpected, or if it's becoming a long-term, more chronic process within their body. So, um, so welcome back, Dan. Thank you. Of course. Um, so when, when we left off, we were, we were kind of having this discussion and we were starting to talk about how, um, how summer, how, how are summer and anxiety related? So, uh, through the traditional Chinese medicine perspective, it'd be that they're both related to the heart, um, which is the fire element. So summer is the most yang season, right? And um, and when you say the most yang season, what does that mean? That's uh, like, again, about energy rising, right? So one way we can look at the seasonal flow is that uh, in the fall, energy is kind of sinking into the earth. In the winter, it, everything gets kind of very still. And then in the spring, energy starts to rise up, back up out of the earth. And the summer is sort of the culmination of that rising energy when all the plants are like growing the fastest, right? And animals are very active and we're animals too. So we're affected by that. Yeah. So it's the, so summer has this, this really strong yang 
component and that also is this the fire and that's exactly. the heart yeah the heart yeah um so uh what's great about the summer for that reason is it's the time of growth right so it's a, a time that we can achieve a lot of growth and, and tai chi and qigong we talk about that through like lengthening the tissues of the body opening the body up and getting more space inside um which is sort of lengthening is like the the the, what we talk about in Tai Chi rather than stretching. Same idea of getting more length in the tissues. We just approach it a little differently. Hmm. Um, but the summer, the heat, right? Think about hot yoga. That's why people do hot yoga, right? Because the heat makes our, our tissues more pliant. Ah. Um, so that's really nice. That's a big reason that I like summer. Um, but a lot of people feel the negative aspect of the heat more, right? Um, so the heat can make you feel kind of lethargic when it becomes too much you go in the other direction and that's what we have to be careful with in summer and so with that heart energy that fire energy uh same idea with anxiety when it gets sort of out of control gets to be too much and not balanced by, by the other elements in the body then one of the possible ways it could go is anxiety so the would you say the opposite of summer is anxiety? <laughs> um, or maybe Sorry, the, that was the a really nerdy joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like waiting in the wings with that one. Was, maybe that wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. It's okay. It's um, totally fine. We could say maybe anxiety could be the shadow side of summer, the shadow side of the heart and the fire element. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So we, so that's what we want to be careful of in the summer is to balance all that yang all that rising heat. Um, and one way you could do that is with Qigong practices that emphasize the downward current. So um, so things that we use for that are like, uh, last time we talked about standing practices. The most basic standing practice is to stand in a neutral posture uh, with your arms at your sides and sink your chi, or, you know, bringing your awareness down through your body from the top of your head to your feet and into the ground. And just at first, just sort of releasing tension throughout the body, physical tension. But then as you are able to perceive it, actually sinking the chi. Um, and that's like a, a very powerful practice for countering that excess rising energy. But there are other things you can do too, like uh, just focusing on your feet as you walk around or as you were doing Tai Chi or Qigong because the feet are the furthest place in our body from our head. So mm. when we have energy rising and getting it stuck in the head, the mind moves the chi. Um, that's a big Qigong principle. So by focusing your awareness in your feet, that'll start to cause the energy to flow down to your feet and help you get grounded. Mm. I like that. That's a really, really simple technique. Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I think about, you know, these, these kind of, you know, this fire and the heart center and, you know, these different areas, we're talking about the, the organ of the heart rather than the energetic heart center. Is that correct? Uh, or is it kind of? Well, both. But yeah, definitely. the And again, I'm, I don't know that much about traditional Chinese medicine, but I know that like when they talk about the heart, they're not just talking about the physical organ, but about the heart center. Definitely. So some of those things will apply to the organ itself and there's a correlation there, but it's not exactly the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And but, but if you think about like one symptom of anxiety is your heart beating really fast, right? Mm, so, and that chest tightness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
The other thing that I think a lot about is, you know, the we spend a lot of times on our phone, in front of the computer, driving, and that sort of position of being curled in. Yeah. Right? Or kind of yep. hunched over a little bit. Been there all week. Right. Oh, yeah. We've been spending a lot of t- computer time. Yeah. yeah. And so it's that it's it's a postural kind of thing of closing that space down or covering it up or kind of, you know, pulling forward. And kind of thinking about, oh, okay, well, if this is sort of contributing accidentally to these physical patterns that are coinciding with the emotional mental patterns that are happening with anxiety, you're like, okay, you know, this is this is all structural things. Can you can you give us an exercise that if we are sitting for a longer period of times, like if we have a desk job or if we're just in front of the computer um, or if we're driving for long periods of times that we can practice um, to, you know, to kind of remedy some of that? Yeah, and that's a good point. And it's it illustrates the flip side of the principle of the mind moves the chi. Um, so we'd say the mind moves the chi and the chi moves the blood which really means the blood and all the fluids of the body, Mm. which is most of our body, right? So you could say the chi moves the body. But it also goes the other way. The body moves the chi and the chi moves the mind. So when your body becomes very stuck, your chi is not moving very well, and then your mind becomes stuck as well. Mm. So uh, one thing that you could do if you were sitting at a desk for a long time or sitting in your car for a long time uh, not while you're driving, but while you're stopped. At Don't a, do this while you're driving, <laughs> but if you're at a stoplight. Yep. Or pulled over. Or to pulled over, which is better. Yep. Yep. And in that case, definitely also get out of the car <laughs> and sure. move around. Right? Yeah. But, but, um, but if you're sitting uh, and you're feeling like you're getting a lot of energy kind of stuck up in your head, one thing you could do is to just start by relaxing your face. So bringing your awareness to, you could start even at the top of your head and and then down through your forehead, your eyes, and just wherever you encounter a feeling of tension or contraction or anything that feels stuck, just inviting it to let go. And down through your jaw, your mouth, your throat, and your chest. And we're just inviting these places to let go and relax, trying not to get too attached to the outcome, right? They might say, no, I'm not letting go right now. (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay, yeah. Um, Down through your chest and into your belly. And so what we're doing is relaxing the front of the body. And when you're feeling stressed or anxious, there's a tendency for your chest to kind of tighten up, as we talked about earlier, and maybe rise, energy to get stuck in your head. And if there's a lot of physical tension in the front of your body, that's a pathway through which energy sinks down out of your head and into your belly. Um, so that tension will be blocking that downward current. So by just physically relaxing the front of the body, we can help that energy to sink again. Hmm. So if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Dan Winter of Toward Harmony, who is a Tai Chi and Qigong instructor and uh, right here in Northampton, Mass. And so, th- so you just gave us actually two separate awesome techniques you can a either just focus on your feet yeah and use the mind energy to bring the chi to move the chi down to the other half of your body right to create that downward current yeah and actually i'll be posting a video soon on our website of a little exercise stepping exercise that you could use to do that can you give us a shout out of your um of the video 
uh, yeah. Of that, not the video, the, um, the website. The website, so it's yeah. uh, toradharmony.com. Uh, the video's not up yet. I okay. Need, I need to go back and edit it. But okay. Sometime in the next few weeks. It'll so. be coming up. Yeah. And the the second exercise is just as we're, if we're sitting or pulled over when we're driving or at a stoplight, then just allowing, just feeling your face melt in yes. any areas that you feel tension, just inviting them to let go and working that down the jaw, the throat the shoulders, the chest. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that brings you down to the belly, which is the lower dandia and the energetic center of the body is there. Um, you could continue down through your feet as well and combine those two things, right. And try to let your energy sink all the way to the ground or, or relax your body all the way down through your feet, which will help your energy to sink down into the ground. But either you want to get to the belly or the ground. These are two very, right. The, the lower dandian, the energetic center of the body is very centering, obviously. And when we're stressed, our tener- energy tends to be all over the place. Um, it's that so, fire, right? Yeah, it's right. that like chaotic fire. Right, which could be up or out. So the belly, the feet are two places that help us to kind of settle our energy. Mm. Yeah. How is there, I mean, how is there like, do you set like a little reminder on your phone to do this every so often? Is it just part of your practice now? How, I mean, what are ways that we can start integrating this? Because I, I think, you know, there's a million techniques out there and there's a million different, like really, really simple breathing exercises that can take five minutes or two minutes or 30 seconds. But what, it, what's a really easy way to start integrating this technique into our day to day? Because everybody hops in the car. I mean, that's just, we're, we live in the United States. We're sitting a ton. Yeah. Um, I think setting a reminder on your phone's a great idea. And I should probably do that because <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I mean, the other flip side of it is like uh, if you develop a regular practice of this kind of stuff, anything, whether it's breathing, Qigong, um, then I think you naturally start to notice throughout the day what's going on with your energy or your breath or whatever. And, and, um, and that's helpful, but it is hard to remember to check in with that stuff when you're in the midst of things and totally. you're stressed out and you're trying to, you know, get through your day. Um, so a reminder on your phone or anything that will help remind you to check in for a few minutes is great because if you can do that a few times every day, then you help to prevent all that stress and tension from accumulating. You know, a few minutes dispersed throughout the day can make a big difference at the end of your day and how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. It really, yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, what's a few minutes really when you think about it, what's a few minutes in the course of eight or 10 or 12 hours right? or 16 hours. Yeah. But at the, at the moment it feels like I don't have three minutes for that. I know that's (laughs) everyone's alter ego. (laughs) (laughs) Dan is narrating my alter ego right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, so the more the more we do it, whether we're we're finding a little, you know, something to visually look at, whether it's a reminder on our phone or something, the more we do it, the more it's going to start integrating and we'll just start noticing it more and more on its own. Yeah. Yeah. And just the more you practice anything, it becomes habit. Right. So it pops in your head. Like um, I know breathing has been one of the most helpful things to me. And once I started to practice breathing regularly, I just notice my breath, you know, whether I was riding my bike or sitting in the car or whatever, you just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm breathing and my breathing's really shallow and tight right now. And then just taking a moment to relax it. Hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. So, um, so tell us, so 
you've been practicing Qigong and Tai Chi for quite some time. Yes, uh, nine years. Wow. And you just, so you're, but you also do regular trainings professionally, I'm sure, as well as personally to kind of advance and to kind of stay curious and things like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of my training has been here in Northampton, actually, at Toward Harmony. Oh, how lovely. So, yeah, my, my teachers there, who are the owners of the studio, uh, Bill and Catherine, are amazing teachers. They've been doing this for a really long time. And I've been really lucky to be able to work closely with them. Um, so I've gotten tons of training from them. But, uh, but also, yeah, I go, I've been going uh, the past few years and studying with their teacher, Bruce Francis. Mm. Um, so, and I was there this summer for a couple of weeks. Whoa. Yeah. And that was, that was Qigong training. Yeah, that was in uh, Opening the Energy Gates Qigong, which is uh, a sort of a foundation practice. Uh, and it's the main feature of that is exactly what I was talking about earlier, standing in a neutral posture and sinking your chi, learning to sink your chi. And then there's some moving practices that go along with that as well. What are the energy gates? The energy gates are places where, so there are energy channels, right, that run through the body. Energy gates are places where uh, two or more channels meet up. So they're like intersections. Okay. If you think of it like a roadway. And um, there are major ones where many, many channels come together. Like like, like the heart. Like the heart, exactly, yeah. Uh, and the lower dandian, which we were talking about earlier, would be the biggest one, um, which connects everything in the body. But then there are smaller ones. You know, every joint in the body has an energy gate. Um, so there are there are a lot of energy gates. But the so the name of the practice comes from where trying to get all of those gates open so that energy flows through. And those are points that tend to become constricted, right? Like the joints can get tight, blocked. Um, so if the gates are focusing on the energy gates is sort of a, a, a quick way to get everything in the body open, right? You could just try and open every part of your body, but the gates are worth more bang for your buck. Cool. Right. Yeah. So when you go to a two-week Qigong training, what what does that look like? What is a day-to-day, -day, I mean, uh, I guess, well, can you tell us a little bit about, about the training? I'm super sure. curious. Yeah, so this was a... It's like camp. It's yeah. like summer camp. <laughs> it is kind of like a summer camp. Uh, people call it that, actually. But uh, this training I went to this summer was an instructor training with a certification test at the end. So oh, wow. Okay. it was more intense. Other ones I've been to are more relaxed you could say right um but because there was a test and and people are trying to get their certifications it was pretty intensive uh so we'd go uh at eight forty-five in the morning and have like a little group practice session and then there's a couple hours a few hours of instruction a lunch break a few more hours of instruction and then in the evening uh we were told to practice for a couple of hours in small groups, you know, find other people and practice with them. Uh, so it was Qigong all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was great. You know, it's really good. When you were doing that much Qigong, what did you, can you share some of your experiences or insights that you had when you were doing Qigong for six, seven, eight hours a day? Yeah. Uh, always going to these things. It's like, uh, after doing that much Qigong, my body just feels great. You know, mm. like all those nagging aches and pains tend to go away. Uh, 
but also it can be pretty uncomfortable, right? Because we're doing work that's transforming you inside. So stuff comes up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was also pretty emotional, you know. Um, and you're just going through a lot of changes. So that's always excellent, but uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. It's Yeah, it really does when you start opening those energy gates <laughs> or being around folks that really have a, you know, a higher vibration when you start clearing that stuff out, it's like, Oh, there's some, some muck in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Plenty of muck. And sometimes it's our muck and sometimes it's our parents muck or our family or, you know, that stuff just starts coming through us, you know, yeah. it starts clearing. Yes. And it's, yeah. And doing it in that intensive way is, you know, maybe not the best always. Right. And it's like, um, so in, in this tradition that I practice, we have a, a rule called the 70% principle, which is that you only train to 70% of your capacity any time. And that helps you from kind of pushing too hard and frying yourself basically. Mm. Right. Um, at an intensive training like that, it's pretty hard to stay within that 70%. Um, but that's really helpful. Like when you have a lot of emotional stuff coming up, if you start to feel overwhelmed, it's great to maybe take a break, ratchet it down a little bit. You can titrate that so that it's not so overwhelming. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. So, so Dan, you just came back from um, this really awesome training with your teacher's teacher. Um, and, and this was out in California. Is that it was what you in said? Colorado. It was actually. in Colorado. Oh, yeah. They just uh, they just opened a training center in Colorado. Wow. Before that, he was just uh, Bruce Francis is the teacher. He was just traveling around and teaching seminars in different locations uh, around the world. And now he's got a permanent location, which is great. They've been wanting to do that for a long time, and I think that'll expand the opportunities for people to train with him and. Uh, for us to have more instructors out there. Totally. You know. So you just completed a another certification that you have, because you're already a great teacher. I've taken some of your classes at Toward Harmony, and you. you are, you have the patience of a saint. I, I remember there was like a younger, a younger boy and, um, who was, I took one of the, the free classes, because in the beginning of all your, your new series, when they're starting the first class of the series, is a is an open class, yeah. So anyone can kind of come in, drop in, check anyone it out. Can come and try it for it's free, complimentary, yeah. yeah. And I just remember there was like a younger kid there who didn't have a ton of body awareness, and what I interpreted as very simple instructions, he was kind of struggling with. And you we just came over and gave him really simple corrections, and we we're kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. And he obviously felt very comfortable in that space, and I was just really impressed with, um, I don't know, your approach to different learners well thank you that means a lot that's really helpful to hear yeah. yeah um and so so you just got um additional teaching certifications and um and can you tell yeah i mean talk to me a little bit about what it was about what what felt inspiring when you're out there what was kind of um yeah just i'm so uh, curious about yeah i mean a great thing was just being with lots of people that are really into this you know, that are uh, committed to the practice and um, and helping each other, you know. We did a lot of work in groups. And for me, this has been mostly sort of like 
a practice that I do by myself. You mm-hmm. know, I go and I teach classes and I've been taking classes forever. But then I go home and most of the week I'm practicing by myself, um, which is a, good if you're trying to go inside your your body and, and you know, feel what's going on. But uh, it can get lonely. And I really, it made an impression on me at this training how helpful it is to work with other people, you know? Yeah. Um, both in terms of, I just wrote a blog about practice and uh, included this there too, that, you know, if you have trouble motivating yourself to practice, making plans to meet up with someone and practice <laughs> can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, the but, accountability. Yeah. Sometimes it's more fun with other people. Right. But also just, you know, uh, talking with other people. Somebody else is always going to have a, a bit of a different perspective than you do and notice things that you don't and, you know, make connections that you haven't. So... So that's really helpful too. Um, and just seeing how much these practices help people really affirmed me in what I'm doing as a teacher, you know. How big were the how big was the class size for the this two week workshop that you just came back from? There were hundred and thirty people there. Whoa. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be like ten or fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is that's a sizable group of people doing Qigong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a big room. Uh, a big practice hall and it was pretty full of people and you know uh, Bruce is a well-known teacher so he has students come from all around the world Uh, and people were excited that there's this now this training center that you know so there a lot of people were there and also this uh, these certifications aren't offered haven't been offered that often so a lot of people who've been practicing for a long time were there too to get certified and, you know, I think it's also really interesting, too, because, you know, Colorado is such a mountainous state. Yeah. And, you know, when you're literally like in a higher elevation, I don't know where you were in the landscape, but when you're in a higher elevation and you're around a lot of people and a really inspiring teacher, it really does raise the vibes. Yeah. Yes. I hadn't thought about the altitude that way, but I mostly thought about how it didn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's that like adjustment to the altitude and like <laughs> you have to drink like four times as much water as oh you normally gosh. do and all that um but yeah yeah definitely high vibes yeah that's really cool yeah so um so dan tell us about the september classes that you guys have coming up and um you know because we're kind of coming to the top of the hour and um yeah I'm, I'm really curious as to what's going on uh for the um you know kind of early early fall um happenings at the studio so we'll be starting our fall classes in september right after labor day and uh for the first two weeks you can come and try a class for free. So that'll be September 3rd to 16th. Um, you can try, come and try any of the introductory classes. There'll be four of those each week. Um, there's an introductory Tai Chi class, Introduction to Wu Style Tai Chi. And there's an Introduction to Dragon and Tiger Qigong. Um, and you can come try them both, see which one you like better. Uh, the Tai Chi is a little bit more, there's more movement to learn uh, because Tai Chi is not very repetitive. There's a lot of choreography. Uh, and there's a little more emphasis on physical alignment, um, whereas the dragon and tiger qigong, the moves do repeat. Um, so there, and you don't have to be sort of precise about doing them. Uh, so there's a little more emphasis in that class on feeling qi and and um, and working with your energetic field. Do you think one would have a more powerful influence 
if somebody was uh, a little more anxiety ridden? It's a good question. And I've been pondering it. I'm teaching a class right now where I'm taking a little bit from each of those practices Mm. and teaching them with an emphasis on cultivating that downward current to help with anxiety. Um, I'm not sure that one would be better than the other. I think it has to do a lot with your personality. Mm, Yeah. It's funny because when you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I think that uh, like Qigong would be more my style because I'm not really into memorizing and I don't have as much of a movement background. So the choreography aspect doesn't stay with me as it takes me a little bit longer. So I I like the the feeling of the energy because that's already what is part of my professional and you know, personal yeah. practice. So I, I like the feeling aspect. That's just, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm sure most people can probably put themselves in their own categories. Right. And, you know, either one, you're going to learn a lot of the same fundamental things in the introductory class. So uh, if you can't make it to the one you think suits you best, I think it's it's going to be okay. All right. Yeah. And if people were really curious about studying with you, which, which classes um, are you teaching? Uh, I'm teaching the Tai Chi classes. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, um, Catherine is teaching the Dragon and Tiger classes. She's an excellent teacher, also very patient, very calming and soothing person to be around. And she has tons of experience. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you know, as we're, we're kind of coming to the last few minutes of our show, is there anything that you'd like to kind of throw out there for people um, that they should you know, kind of think about anything that you just feel like are words of wisdom that you'd like to send out to the universe? Um, I would say, uh, well, just coming back to that, uh, you know, we were talking about, about the training, you know, uh, being with people, uh, working with people and this conversation about anxiety. Um, I think that's one of the greatest things is like being with people you really like and are comfortable around and are, are, uh, sort of interested in the same things that you are Mm. can be really helpful. So anything that you're trying to do. Uh, for yourself, whether it's Qigong or something completely different, you know, finding great people to do it with can be really helpful. Yeah. And that's a heart connection. That's a heart to heart connection. Right. Yeah. That's that counters anxiety. Yes, exactly. Right. And, um, and if you're thinking about starting a practice like this, uh, like, just like you were mentioning a few minutes a day can make a huge difference in your life. So, um, it took me a long time to learn that lesson because I always thought like, oh, I need to put in, need to put in the time, right? I need to block out time in my day. And, and um, but some, what really got me going on Qigong and Tai Chi was just realizing if you just do five minutes, it's better than nothing. Mm. Um, so and it'll have a noticeable yeah. impact yeah. on your mental health, on your physical aches and pains. Right, and it may grow into more. It may not, but at least you got. You know, you've got those few minutes where you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. What's five minutes? Yeah. (laughs) You put a five minute timer on your phone. It goes by so fast. That's true. Yeah. I do that with meditation. I kind of trick myself. I'm just put a five minute meditation, five minute timer and that's it. And then it passes. And I, right before it goes off, I usually will pause it and I'll sit for longer. Right. Because you're like, that was five minutes. That was five minutes. Half that time (laughs) I was thinking I need to get back and do this a little bit longer. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not too hard to, to trick ourselves into positive, positive habits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's my method. Yeah. I think tricking ourselves is great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when it's for positive habits. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jan. Um, can you give us a shout out for uh, your website as well, yes. how people can find um, all this information, the upcoming courses at Toward Harmony? Yes. So it's towardharmony.com. That's T-O-W-A-R-D harmony.com. And um, uh, there's a there's a link right on the f- homepage to those classes. There's also a menu you can use up at the top to browse through our classes and our schedule. Um, and there's a blog on there too, so you can check out the blog. Cool. And you guys have a great newsletter too. You guys send me a daily daily chi tip. Yes. I read those ones. Yeah. I like those ones a lot. So. Yeah, people like the chi tips. Yeah. And we're we're located at 16 Center Street, uh, up on the fifth floor. Suite 527 in downtown Northampton. Perfect. Centrally located, right next to the TD Bank. Yes. Awesome. All righty. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. And, you know, I know sometimes anxiety is such a personal thing. So, you know, thanks for being open to sharing um, some stuff that is, you know, is not always wanting to be talked about publicly or in a more, you know, um, kind of distant category. So I'm glad we did it. And, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, I was feeling much less anxious than the first time I came on the show until yeah. we started talking about anxiety. So yeah. <laughs> next time we'll have to come up with an even more anxiety provoking topic. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm nervous about that. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to close out. Um, and uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their evening. And be well, everyone.